Sorry. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Those who choose security over freedom deserve neither security nor freedom. Thus lies the battle between Russia and Ukraine and the Western world. Today on Viewpoint, we take a further look at the developments that are going on there with Ukraine, Russia, and the entire West. As you listen to today's program, you are going to get a very different overall view that connects in with the broader perspective of biblical history and prophecy. In 2013, I penned a book called King of the Mountain. The eternal epic and end-time battle for he who rules the Temple Mount is deemed to rule the world. In a chapter entitled The Great Game, I state this. A global showdown is in the works. History is in the making. That was a report from Global Research. The world is now at a historical crossroads of the 21st century. The haunting specter of a major war hangs over the Middle East. Russia and Iran are the nations with the largest natural gas reserves in the world and are the number one and number three exporters in the world. Russia and Iran control the export of Central Asian energy to global markets and exercise control and influence over Syria and Turkey over energy corridors to and through the European continent. The great game enters the Mediterranean. And it is the developing story of gas, oil, war, and geopolitics. Indeed, it is. What is happening in Ukraine and now spreading like dropping a pebble in a pond and watching the consequences, the ripples echoing out into the nations beyond and throughout the world, what is happening is something beyond anything that the majority of Americans would even understand. But here's how some Americans understand it. You know the name Joy Bihar. You know of the view. Those dealing with the highest level of insight and appreciation for the world, for God's perspective in the world, and their developments in the world. Well, Joy Behar. On the view fretting over the impact of Russia's invasion of Ukraine on her vacation plans, even as the Ukrainians were being slaughtered as they tried to defend their country. And all Joy Bihar could think of was her Italian vacation plans. Friends, this is the demented view of the West. Unfortunately, of many within the West. This is the demented view of many within the Democratic Party or Democrat Party. This is the demented view even of Joe Biden. And this is the reason why there is so much weakness coming from so-called leadership in the United States of America. Yet the Ukrainian president has called for Russia to be stripped of voting rights at the U.N. Security Council. President Zelensky accused Russia of carrying out a genocidal war on his country yesterday. 
He said, this is terror. To bomb our Ukrainian cities, to kill our children, this is evil that has come to our land and must be destroyed. Friends, you can't play footsie with evil. You just can't. Those who choose security over freedom and evil deserve neither security nor freedom or freedom even from evil. But in this context, Vladimir Putin has issued a nuclear threat. Even as our president has diminished his so-called U.S. deterrent, claiming that all of these so-called sanctions were not meant to be a deterrent. And yet, his clear spokesman, Jean Psaki, indicated clearly that his sanctions were supposed to be a deterrent. If they were supposed to be a deterrent, then why weren't they presented before the attack on Ukraine? No, they were never intended to be a deterrent. In fact, they were intended to try to let Mr. Putin go along and see how far he would go, and if he would continue to go, then we'll try to stop him, or we'll try to make it unpleasant for him to continue. That has been the view. No, that's not how freedom works, and that's not how faith works, and that is not how genuine defense against evil works. So Putin has issued a clear nuclear threat, even as our president diminished his U.S. deterrent. On Sunday, Vladimir Putin placed his nation's nuclear forces on high alert, highlighted again by one of President Joe Biden's early errors in dealing with the Kremlin. As Biden's unconditional extension of the 2010 New START Treaty and his decision to openly stake out an anti-nuke position for the U.S. may have removed a powerful deterrent and emboldened Moscow. The February 3, 2021 deal struck by Joe Biden administration gave Putin an unconditional extension of the New START Treaty without the Trump administration's demands, earlier demands, for cuts to battlefield nuclear weapons and the curtailing of Russian nuclear modernization. And this was one of Biden's first acts as president. He set the stage. He set the stage and emboldened Mr. Putin. So... As the United States and Israel, not Israel, but Europe, decided to uh, cut uh, Russia and its financial institutions from using the SWIFT money transfer system yesterday as part of ongoing sanctions, is this going to prevent? Is this going to deter? I don't think so. In fact, Russian President Vladimir Putin commented that Russia will not be deterred by these sanctions that Russia has economic reserves in place to allow it to remain stable regardless of other factors. Well, how about other factors like oil and gas? Remember, Russia is one of the premier exporters of oil and gas, providing 40% of Europe's oil and gas, 70% of Germany's oil and gas, and now a significant portion even to the United States because Joe Biden, in his first acts as president, decided to cut off America's ability to continue to uh, produce uh, shale oil uh, for fracking 
and also the uh, the various pipelines, the Keystone Pipeline, and uh, various other developments on federal land. All of these he has continued to cut off from America that had become a national exporter of oil and gas under Donald Trump and now is dependent on foreign sources, including Russia, for oil and gas. What has that done in America? Increased the price of oil and gas to Americans. What has it done for Vladimir Putin and Russia? Increased their price so that Vladimir Putin is becoming extremely wealthy, he and his country extremely wealthy, that their efforts are being financed by the very acts that Joe Biden took to cut off our ability to produce oil and gas. Supply and demand, friends. We're financing Russia's effort. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chrismeyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Again, I repeat, those who choose security over freedom deserve neither security nor freedom. As we think we can play footsie with a dictatorial regime such as Vladimir Putin and China, we're only fooling ourselves. This is what uh, Neville Chamberlain tried to do with Germany, and it didn't work out so well with Hitler. And it's not working out well here either. Except for the fact that a very courageous president, former comedian, now courageous president in Ukraine, is setting the stage showing what courage looks like. He couldn't find it in the United States. He had a very hard time finding it throughout NATO and Europe. So he said, we're going to have to defend ourselves. We should, we choose freedom over security. While the rest of the free world was choosing security over freedom. We're going to see exactly how his courage is playing out and what the response to that courage really is. You may recall that Moses gave instructions to Joshua just before they were to make their way into the promised land. There in Joshua chapter 1, he said, Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Well, the people in Ukraine now are realizing they have been spiritually weak. Now they're clamoring for Bibles, and we're going to see that as we go on into the program here today. But as we dig deeper into the program today, you're going to see emerging a much different picture than is generally seen out there in the news media. It is a picture that aligns itself point for point virtually 
with biblical prophecy. Israel National News came up with this piece. The former commander of the British military forces in Afghanistan spoke to Israel National News on Sunday yesterday and stated that the West should have followed Israel's example by projecting strength in defending Ukraine. The clear lesson from Ukraine is that appeasement never works. It only provokes autocratic rulers. Only military strength and political will you, will it, uh, to use it to declare autocratic entities such as Russia, China, Iran, Hamas, and Hezbollah. Putin wants to be the man who restores Russian glory and superpower status by recreating a new form of the Soviet Union with an unchallenged Russian sphere of influence in the neighboring countries, he explained. Diplomacy, including the threat of sanctions, was never going to work with Vladimir Putin. A politically stronger and more united West, with a known will to defend itself, might also have deterred him. But instead, increasing European dependence on Russian energy and a systemic attitude of appeasement emboldened him. The weakness of President Biden. This is coming from the former commander of the British military forces in Afghanistan. He said the weakness of President Biden and NATO was most recently illustrated by their self-inflicted humiliation in Afghanistan, which undoubtedly played a part in encouraging Putin to invade Ukraine. Now, whether you agree with any or all of these insights, uh, they are a collective group of insights from around the world to help us to guide us in our thinking with regard to this issue rather than receiving the mere propaganda coming from the White House and the general news media that are basically an extension of a propaganda extension of uh, Joe Biden and the White House. Another article, Russia's invasion of Ukraine could prove to be the biggest test NATO has faced as adversarial nations use the crisis to push for the alliance's end, while other countries that are potentially in the Kremlin's sight seek to join the partnership and benefit from its promises of security. There's the word security again. Don't forget it. Since its founding in 1949, the number of independent member states of the EU, uh, EU excuse me, of NATO, which have agreed to deploy a mutual defense in response to an outside attack, has grown from 12 countries to 30. And now, Mr. Uh, President Zelensky there, Zelensky in Ukraine, has now filed for membership in the EU. Today, on camera, What's going on here? Is there something more to this picture than meets the eye? I believe there is. And if we had a bigger, more global view of things, or shall we say a God's eye view of things, rather than just looking at things on terra firma in the normal geopolitical uh, realm of things, we might just see a much bigger picture developing that will help us to understand the dynamics. In fact, there are two great dynamics that are taking place, all which play into the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, even as we speak right now. And so 
in order to help you understand, help us all understand, the greater panoply of God's purposes and prophecy as it relates to the the role of the nations, as it relates to the role of oil and gas, as it relates to the unification of despotic powers as against, shall we say, so-called democratic powers, you need to get a copy of the book King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain, the eternal epic and end-time battle. This lays out the picture, the trajectory of all history and prophecy from the beginning of the book, the Bible, to the very end of the book, the Bible, with literally hundreds and hundreds of citations. In fact, I have it in my hands here. There are 443 citation or endnotes. In other words, this book is extremely well supported with points and authorities. That's what we lawyers would call it, points and authorities, to support what is being said from all over the world. It is a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can uh, call us at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling, and we'll get it in your hands. By the way, let me just mention to you, Uh, Now, if, for instance, it had not crossed your mind, if you believe in what we're doing here on this program, if you believe that we are uh, voicing positions, truths, applications, and so on, that are significant and important for Christians or even non-Christians at this time to understand so that they can actually see why they need to embrace Christ as Savior, then I urge you to tell your friends, your countrymen, those in your spheres of influence about the program. Email them. Call them. Write to them. You see, it is impossible for us to have sufficient resources here, financial resources, because of the nature of the message It is impossible for us to have the vast amount of resources that many broadcasts are able to claim and use. So it is, it's absolutely necessary that we rely upon you as the listener to get the message out. In fact, it's not so much that we rely upon it because I don't get anything for this. I don't get paid a dime. In fact, it costs me money. This is a calling for such a time as this. That's why I left the practice of law at the height of my career uh, to plead this ultimate cause in the land as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation in America's greatest crisis hour here on the near edge of the second coming. We need to be ready. You, my friend, cannot just sit there idly and expect things to happen somehow by osmosis to make a difference. One of the ways you may not be able to get on the air here, as yours truly, but what you can do is embrace what we are doing, both financially and 
with your exhortations to those in your sphere of influence. Now, they're not all going to receive. Many of them will not. That's okay. That's what we've been dealing with for 26 and a half years here on the air. That's why God says he's calling out a remnant. On the other hand, there are those who are just waiting, wishing that someone like you would point the way to a place where they can find answers and encouragement and strength for such a time as this. And that's your job. That's all of our jobs. Because you and I are called to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is our moment, my friends. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. God's appointed you in your sphere of influence. He's appointed me in my sphere of influence. We're in this together. This is not a Chuck Chris Meyer program. I just, I'm just a mere voice trying to assist and choreograph and strengthen and encourage and build up God's people for these amazing times that are just now being revealed for what they really are. Now, from this point, we're going to shift a little bit. We're going to still be focusing on Russia and Ukraine, but we're going to, we're going to shift on our focus away from just information, and we're going to take information and see where this information leads with regard to the greater purpose dimensions of what is taking place through this Ukrainian war. It's much bigger than you think. It's not bigger because, just because, excuse me, just because Europe or NATO or somebody else has decided to get involved. It's bigger because of the greater panoply of God's purposes as disclosed in biblical prophecy. That's where we get the connection. Oh, and the connection is vast. It's amazing. So here's this article coming from uh, Newsmax today. Russia's invasion of Ukraine could prove to be the biggest test NATO has faced. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization, what is it made up of? It's made up of European countries. Founded in 1949, the year after Israel was reborn, four years after the UN was established. You see, all of these things were formed right about the same time. I happen to have been born in 1945, right at the end of World War II. Just as all of this great prophetic plan was unfolding right before the eyes of the world. First, the United Nations in 1945. Then Israel in 1948. Then the NATO in 1949. Then the EU in 1951. Are you beginning to get the picture now? We're laying a foundation for greater understanding of the dimensions that are taking place through this war. The U.K. warns of Russian-NATO conflict. 
Foreign Secretary says the West should be prepared for a very long haul in Ukraine. UK Foreign Secretary Liz Truss has warned that the crisis in Ukraine could spill over into the direct conflict between Russia and NATO nations if Western powers don't stand up to Putin now. And if we don't stand uh, stop Putin in Ukraine, we're going to see others under the threat who the Baltics, Poland, Moldova, and it could end up in conflict with NATO. That would be world war, friends. World war. Why is this observation important? Because it's showing the group of nations, in fact, two separate groups of nations that are very rapidly being formed when up till now it has taken umpteen years and now they're consolidating. Over what? Security. Oh, that's an important word. Security. We'll be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Klaus Schwab. Paul Schwab, you know, the founder and head of the World Economic Forum that has declared the Great Reset, that Joe Biden has been promulgating from the moment he took office, in fact, even before, proclaiming, proclaiming the theme of the Great Reset, Build Back Better as his own, campaign slogan that was the that was the slogan for the great reset set by Klaus Schwab but Joe Biden adopted it and so did many in Europe build back better build what back better what is it that's supposed to be build back better well, that's what we want to talk about now. This is fascinating. Dick Morris, a commentator, uh, actually, he had worked for Bill Clinton years ago. He said, Vladimir Putin's real goal for this war is not about Ukraine. It's about bringing down the United States as a world power. Is that perhaps why... Klaus Schwab came out this weekend saying that he was in support of Ukraine and the battle there against Russia? Exactly. Do you know why Klaus Schwab would be in support of that? 
because this is helping accomplish his very purpose for the Great Reset. To curry to, or uh, choreograph together all the Western nations into a new world global order to stand supposedly for greater security and prosperity to rule the world. Vladimir Putin sees that. He doesn't like it. Now, whether you agree with Vladimir Putin or not, that's not the point. You have to understand his viewpoint, and viewpoint determines destiny. It determines your destiny, whether it's your, your viewpoint is good or not good. It determines your destiny, your choices you should make. Vladimir Putin's des- uh, destiny and that of the world is being determined by the choices that he's making based upon his viewpoint. His viewpoint is that the Western world, led by the United States, has been encroaching upon Russia's security. Therefore, he has to stop it. Now, that is what he's promoting as his reason for going into Ukraine. But his reason is much greater than that. His reason is twofold, other than security. His reason is, number one, reduce the power and influence of the United States. And number two, to increase the power and glory of Russia. Now, those are the three components, then, that we're talking about. We need to understand those threefold uh, components. Dick Morris goes on to say, this invasion is just the opening shot in a new Cold War with the goal of bringing the U.S. down, hobbling NATO, and undermining democracy everywhere. Putin told his Russian audience that America was, quote, the global con artist and uh, had uh, perpetrated an empire of lies. He also asserted that America's social experimentation, listen to this, This is what Vladimir Putin said. He asserted that America's social experimentation was a grave threat to Russia, noting that the U.S. sought to destroy our traditional values and force on us their false values that would erode us, our people from within, the attitudes they have been aggressively imposing on their countries, attitudes that are directly leading to degradation and degeneration because they are contrary to human nature. This is not going to happen. Oh, Vladimir Putin has said several years ago that Russia now has become the moral leader of the world, that America has defaulted and become the immoral leader of the world. It's hard to argue with that. When Barack Obama did everything he could to export the practice of homosexuality throughout the world, including Africa, and they rejected him outright. When he's done everything he, when he did everything he could from the moment he got into office to export abortion everywhere. And Mr. Biden has done the same. Do you not think that someone looking from across the pond, looking at what's happening in America could not say legitimately, we have become an engine of moral degradation? They're absolutely right. We have been and have become that. We used to export the gospel. Now we export porn. 
undermining the Christian morality would ever continue to exist in the world. It's a grave threat. It's not just a grave threat to Russia. It's a grave threat to Europe. It's a grave threat everywhere in the world, and especially right here at home. And it's destroying our country. Europe now is almost in near unanimity in the view that they must stop Putin. Europeans understand this is not just about Ukraine. Putin is not deceiving us when he says this is a war on the West and the United States. It's true. It is a war on the West and the United States. But Ukraine is the epicenter of it because if he can grab Ukraine, he can draw the Western world and prove how weak we are and therefore strengthen Russia Russian glory, and do what Mr. Putin thinks is necessary to secure Russian security and protect Russia from the uh, degradation coming from America and the West. That's his viewpoint. Whatever you think of it, that's your problem. But that's his viewpoint. Now, today, President Zelensky, there in Ukraine, signed an application to join the European Union. Vladimir Putin has long accused the West of trying to pull Ukraine into its orbit. But that's exactly what this is doing. This attack is accomplishing two things, friends, that could otherwise not be accomplished. This is how God works. And you're going to see, as we go into the final segment of the program today, how it comes together. At the same time today, the Norwegian government will send weapons to Ukraine. It said in a statement the latest European nation to do so following Russia's invasion. What's interesting about this? First of all, Norway is not part of the EU. Secondly, Norwegian policy in place since the 1950s has been of not sending arms to non-NATO countries that are at war. Europe, uh, Ukraine is a non-NATO country. Therefore, you can understand then, this is a Big deal. There are three Scandinavian countries up there. Norway, Sweden, and Finland. These are also in Vladimir Putin's gaze. Together with what are called the Baltic states of Lithuania and, uh, well, the name skip my, there are three of them. They're the Baltic states. So, this is where Mr. Putin is seeking to go, but what it's doing is triggering just the opposite effect, drawing other nations that he might have been able to grab a hold of into a new 
Western World Order, the Great Reset. So you, the Ukraine situation is part of Biden's great collapse before the Great Reset. The globalists are in the process of staging a great collapse to set the stage for the Great Reset. They can't accomplish the Great Reset, which is a euphemism for the new world global order that the Bible portrays through the prophet Daniel as a resurrected Roman Empire. You see, all of these nations that are of the so-called West that are being choreographed into NATO and the EU and the Mediterranean Union, they are all countries that were part of Rome. You may not have known that, but they were even way up there into the north. And now, this is triggering their desire to become even closer, more closely amalgamated with a new great reset for great security, a promise of great uh, prosperity for a new world order. This is what the Pope himself is encouraging. It's pretty amazing. Pastor born, a pastor born in Ukraine, is encouraging Christians into how to pray uh, for Ukraine. He says, I'm still in shock. Yes, we should pray for Ukraine. I have been doing that. My wife and I have been praying for Zelensky. We've been praying for his strength and courage. Then came this cry. We need more Bibles. Ukrainian store runs out of Bibles as people encounter the scripture for the first time ever amid the Russian crisis. Oh, adversity turns men's hearts to God. This is another result of what's taking place. Wow. We'll be back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. It's hard for me to explain to you what a privilege it is to be able to join you every single day. To plead the ultimate cause of a lifetime to a jury of my peers, uh, the church, Christians in America and around the world, 
Uh, as I mentioned uh, a couple of times recently, uh, last month I'm told that there were uh, listeners, actual listeners to this program in 113 countries around the world. Praise the Lord. So if you think the only people in the United States are interested in this, what we talk about here on this uh, program, oh, you are sadly mistaken, friends. If you have friends, maybe in Ukraine, maybe in Russia, over all the world, wherever they are, Australia, we have listeners in Australia, New Zealand, now in Scotland, and all over the world. If you have friends, relatives, acquaintances, all over the world, let them know about the program. Email them, call them, write to them. Text them. This is how we get the message out and prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. Now, we're going to uh, shift into another focus here with regard to this Ukrainian, uh, Russian-Ukrainian war. Here's the headline. Please save us. Please save us. This is coming from Israel. Please save us, dear brothers and sisters. The Jewish community in Ukraine is in need of assistance. Please save us. Wow. Now, I don't want to take that particular aspect further because it would take too much time. But I want to apply that, seeing how much Israel is involved here, even though Israel itself is doing everything it can not to take sides. Why is Israel trying not to take sides? Because Israel doesn't want to get into a war with Russia over oil and gas. Israel's a small country. Israel has its own axe to grind with regard to Iran. That's their biggest enemy that Iran and Russia are working together in concert, together with China. So Israel doesn't want to stir in the pot excessively with regard to taking sides with Ukraine. But this came from Israel National News today. For many Jews watching Ukraine's war, Vladimir Zelensky is a modern Maccabee. After days of watching Zelensky's balance, humor, and gravitas while rallying his fellow Ukrainians to rebuff the Russian army invasion, they now know him as a contemporary Jewish hero, like a modern Maccabee. Hammer. The Maccabees. The Maccabees. The Hammer. That history can be seen as an apt comparison to what's happening in Ukraine, and it's one of several reasons that Zelensky's leadership is resonating so much with Jews the world over, unlike, by the way, the leadership of Joe Biden. As a Jew, it is impossible, they said, not to feel proud of the courage, dignity, and defiance shown by Zelensky at this moment, defiant in the face of encroaching Russian forces. Zelensky or Zelensky, rather, president of Ukraine, is Jewish. His grandfather fought in the Nazis in World War II, 
Many of his relatives were killed in the Holocaust. He is standing up to a dictator. He is brave because he knows what happens if you don't. Indeed, he does. Now, in addition to that, a member of Ukraine's parliament said that Ukraine is preparing to fight Russian forces and is not waiting on American soldiers. We believe that we'll fight not only for Ukraine, but for the whole free world. And it's very important to show the strength of the free world now, as opposed to America. So this Alexei Goncharenko, a member of Ukraine's parliament, said, Wake up, America. Wake up. He said, the West is weak. We can do whatever we want. That's what uh, uh, Putin is saying. Now the West should show its strength. We're not waiting for American soldiers on our soil. We're ready to fight for ourselves. Friends, that's exactly what Israel has been saying for years and years and years. And yet the entire West has largely been trying to choreograph Israel to compromise and give up its land. Zelensky, the Jewish president of Ukraine, is saying, not on my watch. So why is it that our president is so willing to give up and give up and give up and give up and give up, give up our oil, our gas, give up everything we hold dear, our freedom, in order to pander to hyper-liberal, communist-oriented uh, people in his party. It's unbelievable. All right, now we get to this very interesting point. Remember I said there were at least three things that are being accomplished prophetically through this war. And here's the third one. Israel is preparing to absorb about 10,000 new immigrants from Ukraine. Israel expects as many as 10,000 people could claim Israeli citizenship under the law of return and immigrate to the Jewish state from Ukraine in the coming weeks as the Russian invasion continues. Some 5,000 Ukrainian nationals have already filed immigration requests with half of the applicants seeking to move to Israel immediately. Israel's Immigration and Absorption Ministry is predicting that some 10,000 will move to Israel from the Ukraine in the coming weeks. More than three times the number of immigrants to Israel from Ukraine in all of last year. There are estimated 43,000 Jews living in Ukraine, though under Israel's law of return, non-Jews with family ties to Jews, including non-Jewish children, grandchildren, and spouses of Jews, can be eligible to gain Israeli citizenship. There are believed to be as many as 200,000 Ukrainians potentially eligible to immigrate under the current law. Now, why is this significant? Because God promised that he was going to bring, at the end of the age, the Jewish people from the diaspora. In other words, from the place or places around the world where they have been dispersed. 43,000 of them living in Ukraine, plus children, grandchildren, and spouses. About 200,000. 
How was God going to get them back to Israel? Well, he gave us a hint through the prophet Jeremiah. If necessary, he said, I will send out hunters and fishers. In other words, I will do whatever is necessary to bring them back because I am a God of my word. I'm keeping my word. I have given them a covenant running with the land, Eretz Israel, and I am going to bring them back even if they're not following me. I'm going to keep my part of the bargain. Are you listening? This is almost beyond huge. This is major fulfillment of prophecy. This, my friends, is how God works. He's even working through a nefarious uh, dictator like Vladimir Putin. It's amazing. And then finally, can you compromise with atheism? Can you compromise with atheistic communism? No. You cannot compromise with untruth. One of the things, hopefully, that you have discovered on this program is we attempt to speak the truth without compromise, not in a mean-spirited way, but not mealy-mouthed, not in such a way that you can take it or leave it. No. That's why... Some have said you cannot listen to viewpoint long and not be changed. You have to make a choice. There are choices to be made. Now, one of the greatest choices that we're going, we have to make is outlined in this situation here. An article came throughout the World Tribune today. MacArthur, going back to uh, Douglas MacArthur, the general, Nailed it. He said there could be no compromise with atheistic communism. There's no way, no halfway in the preservation of freedom and religion. It's all or nothing. So he warned in his farewell address to Congress on April 19, 1951. There cannot be any compromise with China. No, you can't compromise with China. You can't compromise with North Korea. And because of that, guess what? A Democratic president, Harry Truman, fired him. Mm Mm-hmm, that's what he did. He wanted to compromise. Douglas MacArthur told us the truth. The Democrat Party always wants to compromise, not to mention many in the Republican Party. So here is an interesting contrast. Listen to this contrast. If this doesn't get your mind thinking. MacArthur talked about atheistic communism. How about atheistic democracy? Friends, that's where we are today. In America and throughout most of Europe. Atheistic democracy. The rule of the people without God. Now, which is more dangerous, the rule of the people without God or the rule of communist dictators? I guess it depends on how you look at it. Let's look at it from the standpoint of our founders. 
if you go to our founders, whether it's John Adams, uh, any any of those early founders, what they discovered in looking at history was that pure democracy was the, perhaps the most dangerous form of government of all. Why? Because it became the unfettered rule of the people who, if they were not first governed by God and the fear of the Lord, they would become the ultimate tyrants of the world. That's why. It's very simple. So what we are moving toward in this country today and throughout Europe, in fact, throughout the whole Western world, whether it's in the Baltics, whether it's in uh, uh, Sweden, Norway, and uh, uh, Finland, they have all become largely godless. The UK has become largely godless. America has become largely godless. France, Germany, Italy, Spain. It's unbelievable. The Virtually the whole resurrected Roman Empire in this time has become has abandoned the fear of the Lord at the very least. Many will believe in God. They just don't believe him. They're not walking in the fear of the Lord, which is virtual atheism. Now you can see. Now you can see, and we're going to have to bring this up in another program, that what is really developing here is a resurrected Roman Empire, a new world order that is allegedly democratic, but primarily godless. And that becomes the final empire in the West out of which an Antichrist comes. Can you understand now why he will gain the kingdom so swiftly? You might just want to get a copy of my book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It's a $23 book on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. You can call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us. I hope, friends, that you will take these things seriously because what is happening is high drama in the so-called OK Corral. You're listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.